Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, March 12th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Selection Sunday, if you're a college basketball fan. But we're here to talk pucks. We're here to talk hockey. It is the Sunday NHL slate, and we got a great slate this uh, Sunday. Eight games uh, on tap. Get used to this. We're going to have more games on Sundays moving forward, uh, which definitely we approve of. Uh, and we've got uh, eight games on tap. Looking forward to breaking those down in just a moment or two. Uh, before we get into today's games, we'll look back quickly quickly on yesterday. I'm just going to roll through them. 3-2 Boston. They survive. Another comeback win. Where have we seen that before? From the Boston Bruins. They were down 2-0. They come back. They beat Detroit 3-2. Penguins pound the Flyers 5-1. Much needed win. Uh, I mentioned loving the Jason Zucker props in that game. They, he gets it done again. A goal prop, point prop, both cash there in the 5-1 win for Pittsburgh. Rangers 2-1 to against Buffalo in overtime. We did hint that maybe Sir Patrick Kane would score in his return home to Buffalo, and score he did, uh, helping the Rangers to a 2-1 to win against the uh, Sabres. Sabres did a lot of good things in that game. Played well, much more solid defensively, but still end up on the uh, wrong side of the uh, scoreboard, uh, and not at this time of year something they want to see as they try to keep their uh, flickering, I guess you could say, playoff hopes alive. Colorado, not easy, but man, I said Arizona's just had a history of giving this team fits. They had beaten Colorado three times in a row. A couple of those went to overtime. I said, I'm taking a damn shot at plus 490 on the draw with Arizona, Colorado. And man, it came through. I was very happy to see that. And the Avs won in uh, overtime 3 uh, 2. But uh, the draw caches are hunched that that game would be tight, came through. Uh, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Uh, that game, if you had, the, I did not have the draw in this game. I was just, uh, nothing went w- my way here. I had the team total on Chicago and I had the full game over. Neither one came close. Uh, three to one for Tampa Bay, but Braden Point with a f- goal in the final minute uh, to give the uh, Lightning the lead. And then they put it away with the uh, empty net goal as well. Uh, 3 1 Lightning there. Uh, an entertaining game between the Oilers and the Leafs. 7 4 Toronto. Just a very exciting hockey game. Lots of great uh, offense both ways. Some great goals. Uh, McDavid had a nice goal. Uh, Marner had an absolutely spectacular goal in terms of he stole the puck and then just a little dingle dangle right in front of the net and put it off both posts and in. It was an exact, uh, just a sensational goal. Great hockey game. Incredible pace. Uh, and the uh, Leafs with the uh, 7-4 win. And I said I liked Toronto yesterday on the show because they lost in Edmonton. Uh, a chance to get redemption. Edmonton off the high of beating the Boston Bruins. I thought it was going to be a little tricky for them uh, against this uh, Toronto team that was going to be ready, and uh, the Leafs get the win. And after a bad start for Matt Murray, let's give him credit. He settled down. He played better uh, in the uh, last two periods of uh, that game, helping the Leafs to uh, victory. 3-1 New Jersey. They beat Montreal. St. Louis beats Columbus 5-2. I took a shot with Columbus just because they were the home dog, and but I should have known with Michael Hutchinson and net, their chances would have been <laughs> tough. Uh, with that guy in net, he gives up the uh, m- multitude of goals. The over hits, though, which is a good thing uh, in that uh, St. Louis-Columbus game. And I know Alex liked the first period over. That also uh, was a winner in that Blues-Blue Jackets game. Uh, we saw Vegas. Wow, was that impressive. 4 nothing shutout in Carolina. Man, was that impressive by the Vegas Golden Knights. How about Jonathan Quick? It was that 2023 or 2013? I'm not so right. sure. <laughs> that looked like that prime Jonathan Quick in the heyday of those cup runs for the LA Kings last night. I mean, flexible, 
post to post, the, the typical diving stretched out saves that have been a, a staple of Jonathan Quick goaltending over his career. He looked like he was uh, rejuvenated last night mm-hmm. in net for Vegas. I think he's starting to get into this now that he's with the Golden Knights and he's put the uh, shock of the trade behind him. And what a performance last night in net. And Vegas, just great team play around him as well. Uh, in a 4 nothing shutout win over the uh, Hurricanes. 5-4 Winnipeg beats Florida. Huge, huge win for them. They needed it. They needed to stop the bleeding moment. They got it uh, in a 5-4 win against the uh, Florida Panthers. What an overtime that was, by the way. Back and forth, tons of chances, and the Panthers put it away. Mark Shifley with a great game there. Washington with a 5-1 win over the Islanders, and that's the issue with the Islanders. Every now and then you get a dud, and unfortunately last night for them, uh, that was a uh, rough night for them against the uh, Capitals. Dallas with a 4-3 win uh, in overtime against uh, Seattle. Uh, the Stars continue to play pretty well. Uh, tough loss for Seattle uh, coming on the heels of the uh, tough loss they had against Ottawa. So, you know, you feel if you're Seattle, you're not playing terribly, but you're just not getting the wins and the results here these last couple of games. Uh, and again, you return home and now you're one and two after that brilliant road trip you had. So, you know, the home issues at Climate Pledge continue for Seattle. They've been a better road team this year, uh, and they lose at home to Dallas last night. Vancouver, give them credit. 5-2 against Ottawa. The win streak is now four. This team is actually dead wrong for me with Ottawa. Just a horrible game for them, and they got outplayed, period, by Vancouver last night. Uh, no question. Kuzmenko's just a terror for Vancouver. Another great game from him. Uh, 5-2 win. Game does go over, so we do split with that game. Ottawa falls short, but the game does go over the total. Uh, Minnesota, 5-2 against uh, San Jose. Very impressed with the Wild, believe it or not. No Kaprizov, and to come out there and put the boots to a team you're better than uh, was very impressive. 5-2 win for the Wild over the Sharks. And the final game, L.A. was not did not look right from the very beginning, honestly, in that hockey game. Did not look sharp, did not look ready to go. Kind of lethargic after the road win against Colorado and the road trip in general. And Nashville ends up beating them 2-1 to one in a shootout. They're not trash pick zombies. Last night they were, but that's still a good hockey team. They'll be fine. They had a flat spot last night. That, that's all. Uh, I'm not too worried about the uh, LA Kings, but they do lose in a shootout to Nashville 2-1. I do want to point out something before we get to Alex, something he tweeted last night. You're right about that. because uh, that It was one of the more hilarious things. I yeah. mean, it looked too... Uh, uh, maybe I'm going to get ripped for this and you're, you know, a politically correct culture. Look like two chicks fighting in a bar last night <laughs> yeah. between Michael Bunting and Evander Kane. I mean, my goodness, it was just like a slap fest. Like, get away, get away from me. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's what it looked like there. I mean, drop the gloves, you guys. Let's go. Let's actually have a real fight, you guys, if you're that, you know, pissed off with one another. Instead, they're just slapping each other around and, you know, pushing and slapping each other. And they're rolling around and trying to wrestle on the ice like it's a UFC fight. And they're trying to put on a submission hold. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. I mean, it's just, come on, guys. Do better than that if you're going to show some animosity. Uh, Alex, uh, what did, uh, talk about that and also uh, the events from Saturday. So it's interesting. Uh, about a week and a half ago at St. Paul Hotel, I'm talking with a guy, and he goes, "The dumbest thing about hockey is the fighting." And I go, "Oh, how do you? What do you, What makes you say that?" And he goes on to say that a fight doesn't move the needle. And I, I call actually kind of called him this. He, I, I basically had him say that a fight moves the needle as much as a goal or a big hit. And he eventually came around to agree with me. And the perfect example comes in two games. You mentioned about Evander Kane and Michael Bunting in that Oilers and and, uh, and Leafs game, which was a fun game. I watched pretty much the entire game of that. And those two guys going back and forth, it was so annoying, especially because you're looking at the score 
Edmonton's already down. They you know had this barrage from Toronto, the four goals in the second period. At that point, Edmonton could have used the fight to really change the momentum. And they they were still live in that game. We saw them end up getting another goal to cut the lead to 6-4 before at least put it away late. But you have a fight in that spot, especially with Evander Kane, a guy who we've seen, he, he's got the highlight film. He can throw, throw hands. Uh, that would have probably changed the momentum. And who knows, that might have been a closer game. Maybe the Oilers, you know, could have possibly had enough momentum to tie it. Then you look at what happened with San Jose and Minnesota last night. Now, 5-2 blowout win for the Wild. That was almost expected to win they needed for sure against a bad San Jose team. But when you saw it, Evgeny Svechnikov basically whacking away at Marc-Andre Fleury like six or seven times, the refs were standing there. They didn't even blow a whistle until the last hit. Then he goes and skates off, and you see Foligno go after him. The linesmen are basically escorting Svechnikov back toward the, the Sharks bench and then wrapping him ar around to send him to the penalty box rather than letting him fight. If a fight takes place there, maybe Minnesota doesn't get a power play, or even if they do end up getting a power play, they don't end up getting the advantage and, and the momentum to score. That game could have easily gone to overtime, or the Sharks could have won that game. Instead, wild score with that power play, 30 seconds into the third period, they take a 3-1 lead, that game's pretty much over. So that's the, the moments where, you know, fighting does make a difference in hockey. And, and if those two games had fights in those two instances, may have seen some different results. So those are the two things that really kind of uh, were takeaways for me that I wanted to talk about. But a lot of interesting games, like I said, L.A. with a flat spot. I was happy to see them go into overtime because I had that draw with Nashville. And I figured Nashville, you know, they're still technically alive in the race that I figured they would kind of try to hang around. And, you know, they're going to look for points in every game that they play pretty much for the rest of the way. So if they can keep a game close late, they'll do that, take a game of the OT because they just need all the points they can. And they're going to need some help to even try to get back into this. Uh, wild card race officially. Hawks game once again just shows you how bad of a uh, a shape Tampa Bay is in. That game should have easily been like said one one heading into OT or a shootout. And there's no guarantee that Tampa Bay wins that game if it goes uh, you know into the extra frame. They like said they you know were able to get that goal from point two goals from point and a goal from from Hagel. And uh, you know the Hawks looked solid in a game where they you know thankfully did not get a point. They need to, <laughs> to lose as many games in regulation as possible. Uh, with about 15 or so left. So it's just, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, these these little things that you look at and and things that can move the needle this time of year, as this, of course we see the games get more and more physical. You really have to look for that. And, and and obviously this is where looking at, you know, how special teams respond makes a big difference. Looking at teams that are hot on the power play, looking at team, the teams that are hot on the penalty kill right now, not just how good they are year round. This is the time where you kind of want to do a, a fast and slow measure of how teams are doing on the power play because the physicality will get amped up. And it doesn't have to be two teams that are looking for points in the playoffs. You could have a team like a San Jose where they're you know, playing for exercise but still get a little chippy. And, you know, obviously, uh, honestly, you might see these teams that are losing get frustrated. They know their season's coming to an end. And they're playing against a team that's going to be going on the greener pastures and make the playoffs. So there's a lot of reasons for animosity, which leads to – Things happening after the whistle leads to these power play chances, which teams can convert and capitalize on those. Something we have to identify and move it forward. That's, that's going to be really critical in the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously. When five-on-five five offense gets tougher to come by, it's just defenses, defense, defensive focus becomes heightened. Players are willing to block more shots. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, definitely uh, reasons why we expect the five-on-five five offense to be a, little, a lot tighter come playoff time. Uh, and obviously, if that's going to be the case, 
then there's a chance that uh, you're going to need to capitalize. You're going to need to capitalize. You're going to need to be strong with your power play. And, you know, finding those teams that are good on the power play and and connecting with the man advantage, that's uh, definitely something. You've got to incorporate it in your handicap for sure. sure. Really all year, but especially in the playoffs coming up, no question. All right, let's get into the Sunday slate. We've got eight games, and we're going to begin with a sequel to what we saw yesterday, uh, a rematch, second uh, game uh, in a row, home and home, Boston Bruins, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, this is the first of a Sunday afternoon TNT uh, doubleheader. Great to see TNT with an uh, afternoon doubleheader uh, here today. Uh, Boston minus 250, uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, you know, if Boston had lost yesterday, I think it would have set up beautifully to bet Boston today. But Boston had that uh, comeback win 3-2, and they're probably still going to win. Let's not kid ourselves here. But uh, I'm not in a rush to lay 250 or get involved with the Bruins in any way uh, here in this game. Uh, sometimes when the game goes under in the previous game, I look for the opposite in the uh, next game. But I'm not even sure I want to do that uh, here today with the over because Boston certainly has been very good defensively kind of been uh, trending under, certainly been keeping other teams uh, off the scoreboard. Detroit's gone under in three of their last four games. Their offense has kind of dried up other than the win, win against Chicago, 4-3. They've scored just four goals in their other three games against uh, Boston, Philly, and the uh, Islanders. So this team has definitely had trouble scoring goals uh, of late. So really there's not a whole lot I've done with this game other than stick with some of the props that I've been rolling with here. Zaka on the Boston side. Uh, in my opinion, still always worth a look considering how good he's been uh, for the uh, Bruins and undervalued in the prop market compared to some other players. I think on the uh, Detroit side here, this is the game where, or uh, sorry, also on the Boston side, you know who I'd also target? This is the game where maybe I would definitely look toward Bertuzzi. He had three shots yesterday. I think the shots on goal prop for him is very, makes sense. This is, this is even more special. You know, it was special for him to play Detroit for the first time yesterday, but now he's making yeah. a return to Detroit. Uh, today in the little in Little Caesars Arena, so uh, you know Bertuzzi point prop Bertuzzi, you know over shots on goal, uh, even uh, put a flyer on him to score a goal to the, uh, in this uh, afternoon matchup. I think that's probably something uh, that's worthy of consideration. Anything with Bertuzzi, I think, in uh, vault uh, makes sense here. Uh, again, the, the 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 shots on goal is over one and a half minus one ninety. It's a big price, but the plus uh, one oh six on the point prop looks very good. And again, he's upwards of plus three hundred at some sports books to get a goal today. So that's what I'm looking at more than anything. Just a couple of props in this game, especially Bertuzzi for Boston. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, uh, Bruins and Red Wings? Yeah, this is going to be a pass for me. And, I, you know, we talked about this for a while when we were talking about the trade deadlines and some of these moves and how we saw a lot of the smaller moves being made involving the Bruins. Definitely keep an eye and be very careful of the Bruins in these last 16, 17 games of the regular season because they've already clinched the playoff spot. The division, I think, could come as early as next week, which would probably also right, right around roll into the, the President's Trophy with how many points they have already. Uh, this is definitely a point now where we could start seeing the Bruins maybe looking at maybe arresting people. Probably it'll happen more than, say, in the next couple of weeks. But I would just be really cautious with seeing who's going to be in net, who's going to be in the lineups for Boston, because they have – uh, the flexibility of time right now. They can rest guys as, as often or, or as you know, little as they want and, and shift things around, maybe call guys up for Providence. And I think we'll see more of it, obviously, once uh, we get closer into actually April in those last 10 games. But even with a spot like this, they clinched last night. It's the second you know, half of a uh, you know, home-at-home. 
Who's to say Detroit doesn't come out here and get a you know get back to a two nothing lead? Austin's not really into it, especially with both of them being early start time. So I just tread lightly, tread very lightly. As good as Boston is, tread lightly with with backing them in, in certain props in certain spots. This is one where I don't I don't trust them enough. And if it was a better team they're playing against, I would actually be on the dog. But I can't back Detroit right now either uh, in the form there. And so it's a clear pass. All right, good stuff indeed there. All right, next up, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins. This is the second of the TNT Sunday afternoon doubleheader. Uh, Penguins minus 120, home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this uh, matchup. Penguins with a, uh, a good, solid, uh, get the take care of business type of performance yesterday against Philadelphia. I mean, if you're going to make the playoffs, you got to win games like that. Uh, and they certainly did that against the uh, Flyers. Now they're on a back-to-back here, although at home with no travel. Uh, taking on the Rangers, who do have to travel, obviously, from Buffalo, but it's short travel. Uh, it is worth noting the Rangers have been much better on back-to-back than the Penguins. Uh, Rangers, 6-6, six and six on a, which isn't great, but it's 500, 6-6. Six and six. It's still better than the Penguins. 3-9 and nine, uh, on the second of back-to-back games for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, this season. For me, it's Rangers or nothing. Uh, I mean, I still think this is the better hockey team. I know the Penguins are certainly in a more dire need for points right now than the New York Rangers. But again, we will say this a million times. Must win doesn't equal will win or an important game to get two points in and win doesn't mean will win. Uh, and then you look at the Rangers now, back-to-back wins against the uh, Canadians and the Sabres. Slowly, they're starting to get their game together with all the new faces, including, of course, trying to get that chemistry right with you know this loaded top six forward group they now have with Zabanajad and Kreider and Tarasenko and Kane and Panarin and Trocek. Uh, just trying to get all that, uh, uh, you know, chemistry right, uh, and they've certainly been able to uh, do that uh, here in this one. This might be a game too, where not only do I look to the Rangers here at an even money price, even with likely Arl Halak in that, I'm not anymore in that category of better that says Arl Halak's in that we can't bet the Rangers anymore. It's not necessarily the case, you know. He's been better since the uh, since pretty much December. He's been a lot better in that. He had a bad October. Uh, early November as well, and then that's when he started to get his game back together uh, again for this uh, uh, for this uh, New York Rangers team. Did lose his last start against Ottawa, five uh, three, but before that he had given up uh, three goals or less in three of four starts. Uh, we probably see Tristan Jari on the back to back for the Penguins, and he has not been right since he returned from injury. Let's keep that in mind. Tristan Jari hasn't looked great since he's been back from his recent injury. I think that's part of the reason why. Well, maybe some of the reason why uh, Casey DeSmith got the first start yesterday, but Casey DeSmith came in relief for uh, Jari in the Columbus game. Remember Columbus was up for nothing. Jari got pulled DeSmith shut the door from that point on and, and played well the rest of the way. So you got Halak on one end, Jari on the other end. You also know I'm pointing toward over the total here with the uh, Rangers and the Penguins. The Penguins still have made a few gaffes defensively, even in that five, one win yesterday, they made a couple of really bad defensive errors and miscues and gaffes in their own end. The Flyers didn't capitalize on them. Well, guess what? If you do those, that same shit to the New York Rangers and the firepower they now have, they will make you pay for some of those defensive gaffes uh, here this afternoon. So I like this over uh, six and a half here with the uh, Rangers. I still stand by it that the Rangers, you know, even after a two, one tighter, checking lower scoring game yesterday, they're going to still be a team that plays a few more uh, games, higher scoring and over the total, at least in the regular season uh, with all this new found uh, forward depth and uh, skill and firepower that they have up front now. And even Pittsburgh, you know, the last nine games, we've seen uh, five and uh, four to the over during that span uh, for the uh, Penguins. So I like this over 
I like the Rangers a little bit less, but I will take a small shot on the Rangers as well. And I might even do a Rangers slash draw sprinkle split here in this game because I do feel this could be pretty competitive, pretty close game. And you look back at the last two meetings, last year's final meeting was a 4-3 Ranger win in overtime. And then earlier this year in Pittsburgh, it was a one-goal game, a Pittsburgh 3-2 victory. So that tells you that the draw is still very much possibly in play here. Uh, for this game. So I like the over, and we'll do a smaller Rangers draw split for this game. What do you think here, Alex? Rangers, Penguins. Yeah, and you're not going to get a heck of a lot of value here with this draw. I think I was seeing at one point it was as low as 310 in the one shop. So, uh, But it's still worth playing. I think uh, this is definitely a draw look. Uh, and it's going to be one of those, like I said, higher scoring. So I lean to the over. I think we can get a five and a half if we wait in game. I don't, I don't think it's going to just be a, a barrage of goals immediately. So I'm looking for a five and a half. Won't get greedy and try to look for a plus price. I'll try. I'll lay a dollar ten, dollar fifteen. But uh, this could definitely feel like a game where it has the back and forth pace. And as you mentioned, Tristan Jari has been really rough since coming back from injury. The Smith has been the one to kind of bail out and help this uh, this Penguin team. They have earned points in seven of the last eight games too. So they've been really feisty. And the Rangers, like I said, you know, you can't make defensive miscues against this Ranger team, especially now as it seems like period by period. And I, I've been saying that, and you'll hear me say that a lot more watching how things develop out of the period. But, uh, you know, that offense and that power play, they start getting more and more uh, cohesiveness. It just, it just seems like it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I like the over here. Wouldn't shy away from grabbing six and a half now, but I'd say wait and grab five and a half in game. Sprinkle a little something on the draw. I don't want to do anything with the side here because, like I said, Pittsburgh has been playing some decent hockey despite having some issues on the back end and the goaltending being shaky, which is, I mean, how many times have we said that about the Penguins in the last three years? So <laughs> so uh, lean with the draw, like the over. I'd wait for a better pricing game. Uh, I love how Nick Earl in our chat. Welcome in, Nick Earl. And I think Nick Earl, Nicholas Earl might be on the uh, BetCast uh, this Tuesday. But speaking of the BetCast, Tuesday night, March 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, don't forget about it. We're on again with another live BetCast. So DM me at Bobano on Twitter. Email Bobano350 at gmail.com uh, if you want to join the BetCast. And we'll send you the link for it before it begins. But I'm not shocked that Nick Earl in our chat says pass on this game. He hates the Penguins as an Islanders fan trying to get into the playoffs. He wants nothing to do with them. And he hates the Rangers. So uh, I'm not surprised he doesn't want to side in this game. <laughs> That's just the last thing he probably wants to see is overtime because that would not be good for the Rangers with uh, another Pittsburgh point. So, yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, not shocked to see that. That's not exactly breaking news there. Uh, all right, next up, uh, the rest of the games are at night, by the way Carolina and New Jersey. Uh, we've got even money here, minus 110 both sides, a six uh, being the uh, total in this game. A very, very impressive last night where the uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. 4 nothing shutout victor uh, victory in Carolina, too. Man, it was very impressive. Carolina had their chances, though. 33-23, they did have the edge in play, the edge in shots, but they ran into a Jonathan Quick of old. Jonathan Quick in, in his prime last night, and they played pretty good uh, hockey, honestly, uh, in front of Jonathan Quick uh, last night as well, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So very, very impressed with that performance from them. Uh, now they go to New Jersey here, take on the Devils, looking to bounce back. Both of these teams, by the way, are on the second night of back-to-back uh, -back games uh, entering this one. New Jersey took care of business in Montreal last night uh, by a score of 3-1 uh, to one, uh, over the Habs. That's their second straight win after beating Washington uh, in a shootout. Uh, both of these teams have strong, strong records on the second night of back-to-back uh, -back games, by the way. 6-2 and two for New Jersey this year, 7-2 and two, uh, for Carolina this year, including 3-0 and oh off a loss this year for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes on the road. 
or on a back-to-back, I should say, on a back-to-back when they're off a loss the previous day, previous night, they're 3-0 and uh, this season. Uh, you look at the uh, series history, this year they played each other three times. Carolina won the first two. New Jersey won in Carolina, though, 5-3, the most recent meeting on uh, January the 10th. Carolina does have a couple of defensive injuries, including Chatfield, but they're depth defensemen, and they still have plenty uh, of uh, depth back there, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, Anti Ranta, by the way, uh, not available for the uh, Hurricanes still due to injury. And with Freddie Anderson playing last night for Carolina, we got to expect Pyotr Kochetkov, the goalie of the future, uh, to be in net here for the uh, Hurricanes uh, in this game tonight. Probably Vitek uh, Vanacek here for the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight uh, as well for them because of the fact he sat out the game last night against uh, Montreal. So probably Kochetkov, Vanacek is going to end up being your a goaltending matchup here in this game. And he makes his first start since January, recalled from uh, the Chicago Wolves of the AHL, and he puts a 19-save shutout uh, on the board against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I'm on Carolina here. I like Carolina, minus 110. I like the team off a loss. I like the team, uh, you know, their road record. They're 7-1 and one in their last eight on the road. They've been awesome in a back-to-back and off a loss. Uh, and uh, look, uh, I think you're going to get a uh, you. I think you're going to get a great response from this Hurricanes team uh, here tonight against uh, New Jersey. It's not easy to beat New Jersey right now. They're playing well too. Uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from them. Uh, you know, Timo Meyer has been a nice addition, uh, but he Shear's been great lately. Uh, you know, even with Jack, Jack Hughes, it's kind of cooled off. And to see you know other players step up, Palat, Tatar. Dawson Mercer, the point streak continues. You know we're back in Dawson Mercer to score a point tonight, even though we like Carolina. You know we got to keep riding that prop. There's no question. And I forgot to mention in the Pittsburgh game, I'm back on Jason Zucker today. How can you not be? Uh, He's been absolutely terrific for them. So we're going to take the goal and the point prop again with Zucker in that Pittsburgh Rangers game uh, for a prop there. Obviously, Dawson Mercer to get a point in this game makes all the sense in the world. But I like Carolina here. Minus 110, bounce back spot. I know it's not going to sit well with them getting blanked, getting shut out at home by Vegas. Uh, A much better effort, I think, from them. And this young kid in net, Kochekov, he's the real deal. He really is. And it wouldn't shock me to see him play well today. So give me the Hurricanes here. Even money, minus 110. Uh, what, what do you think here, Alex? Hurricanes, Devils. I love this draw. This And I love this over, too. Or I'm sorry, this under, rather. This under at six. This is going to be, I think, a playoff feel from start to finish. I think this could be a 2-2 game. Kachekov has been in good form. Uh, and the Devils haven't been really doing a whole lot offensively. Carolina, like I said, getting blanked for nothing. I expect them to play a full, complete game. And we know, like I said, when they get their defense rolling, it's not so much that they use that kind of to to generate their chances. It's just that they dictate the pace, dictate possession. And even though they get a ton of shots off, like I said, we always talk about that quality-quantity factor. That can be a bit up and down with Carolina. So, I, you know, 40 shots on goal definitely seems uh, realistic. So I would probably look at both. Kachekov and uh, Vanacek over and saves. I would sprinkle something with that. This is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm, I'm glad this is a, a, a TNT. Uh, no, this isn't the TNT game. We're talking about that, but this is a will be a, a standalone game. I'll definitely be checking in on this one along with the other games here in the, in the states. But it, it should be a fun playoff type atmosphere right from the from the rip. And I don't think we see a lot of goals. So I like the under and I like the draw. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, definitely. I uh, think it'll be lower scoring. I'm on Carolina. Hopefully it's Carolina in overtime or a shootout. Everybody can be happy. Everybody can make money that way. Uh, hopefully that's the uh, case. Uh, a couple other props here in this game uh, on the uh, Carolina side. Uh, you know, 
certainly I would look toward Marty Natchez again in some form uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. He's been excellent. Uh, just in the last six games alone, this guy has eight points, you know, in the last yeah. six games. And I like, and you know what's amazing? What a great pattern is betting players to get back on the score sheet when they get held off the score sheet the previous game. Look at this pattern that Natchez has had for Carolina this year, uh, as of late, especially. He doesn't get a point against Washington on February 14th. He gets a point the next game. He doesn't get a point against St. Louis. February 21st, he scores the next game. He doesn't get a point March 7th at Montreal. Next game against Philadelphia, gets a point. Oh, I missed Anaheim. Didn't get a point against the Ducks. Next game, he scores against Vegas. So when he gets held off the score sheet one game, he gets back on it the next. It's been a real strong pattern here for uh, Marty Natchez of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So that's why I'm looking at the Marty Natchez point prop tonight for sure uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. Get back on the saddle again uh, after the uh, shutout loss last night. Again, it's minus 150. Uh, you know, you got to lay a little price with that, but I like it. The goal prop, too, is worth a look, plus 285. I mentioned Dawson Mercer. What do they have that prop at tonight? Let me just see. Minus 135 to minus 140. So still a reasonable price for, for a guy that's, what, yeah. scored a point in, what, 12 straight games? It's a 12-game 12, 12 point streak now uh, for Dawson Mercer. So you're still getting, after all that, a pretty good price uh, as far as that prop is concerned, no doubt uh, about that. So yeah. a couple of props there worth a look at. One thing I just wanted to point out, and John X mentioned in the chat about Piotr Kachekov, and I, I literally made this comparison last night talking to a friend where I said that his floor would be maybe journeyman backup, kind of like a Keith Kincaid, but his ceiling would be Cam Ward. And and, I, and of course, the comparison makes sense with him being a Carolina, but I just that is where I, I see his his I think he has a, a great upside. Like I said, he's definitely going to the future in Carolina. You know, we talk about his personality and his antics, but he's just a damn good goalie as well. And I think the, the complete hole of him, I, I could definitely see him being a fixture in a, in a top 10, top 15 goalie at some point in his career if he stays healthy. Yeah, he, he's got great reflexes. He diagnoses plays well. He reads the play well as a goalie. He tracks the puck well. That's a, that's a skill that goalies don't always have. He has that, and I think that's what's made him very good. And his game really awareness. I, I just like I like his general game awareness, which is something I think gets overlooked with, with goalies in, in this day and age. We saw that with a lot of the goalies in the 90s. They had just great game management skills. You're yeah. right. I'll, I'll give you an example of that. There's those – every goalie is going to face shifts where his, his his own team's running around like chickens with their heads cut off in their own defensive zone. Can't get the puck out of the uh, out of the zone. And they're hemmed in, they're hemmed in. He'll freeze the puck. He'll get a face-off if he knows his guys are tired and they need a change. Yep. 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 He, he'll do that. He just – you're right. He's got a great sense of the game and the flow mm -hmm. of it and what to do at what time. And he's, he does that a lot too, and that's smart. Tells you this guy knows what he's doing. There's no question. And you're right. In terms of the goaltending skill and ability, there's no question. He has got it uh, for sure. And uh, Carolina's got an exciting future with him in net, no doubt. All right. Winnipeg and Tampa Bay. We've got the uh, Lightning minus 190 home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. This, of course, is back to back for both of these teams. Tampa was at home hosting Chicago last night. Winnipeg was in Florida against the Panthers last night and won in overtime uh, in that game. Uh, you know, I'd be so tempted to take Winnipeg here, uh, Alex. I like the idea that they were struggling. They got a win, right? And that they were going to have a little pep in their step and a little momentum now going into Tampa tonight. But if it's Big Civ Dave in that, um, I, I, I'm not sure I can pull this trigger on it. And it probably will be him on a back-to-back. -back. And it's also worrisome for me that we got a key injuries on both sides. Both of these teams inflicted significant injuries last night. Uh, Adam Lowry 
who is a very important two-way forward for the uh, Jets. Josh Morrissey, who, of course, is playing at a, almost a Norris Trophy level this year for the uh, Jets. Uh, he got injured last night against Florida, didn't return to the game, and probably will not play tonight uh, against uh, Tampa Bay. And we know how significant he is. He's been one of the best players on this team, 67 points in 66 games. You look at the minutes he plays, 26, 29, 27 minutes a night uh, in that range. I mean, it is absolutely a huge loss on the back end. Plays in every situation. And now the rest of the blue line for the Jets, the other defensemen, have to compensate for his absence, which isn't an easy thing with that, just how important he is to this Winnipeg Jets team. So you're going to have to see more Brendan Dillon, Dillon DeMello, Logan Stanley, Neil Pionk, Dylan Sandberg, Nate Schmidt. They're all going to have to play more minutes now collectively uh, as a blue line without Josh Morrissey. But the Tampa Bay Lightning did not go unscathed last night. Steven Stamkos, uh, obviously. And that was a weird injury there where it looked very, very innocent, you know, the play where he got hurt. But then sure enough, he could bar put barely any weight uh, on the one leg. And of course, now all of a sudden, uh, lower body injury is what they're saying. And, uh, probably on a back-to-back, -back, they're going to keep him out tonight. That's just my guess. We haven't got confirmation yet. And John Cooper left the door open for Stamkos to play tonight. But if I had to put my doctor uh, cap on, uh, probably I would say that uh, he's not going to play tonight uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Be smart. You know, you're probably in a, you're in a spot where you're probably not catching Toronto uh, for the second. You're probably locked into third. And you're going to face Toronto without home ice advantage, most likely uh, in the uh, first round. So, there's no reason to rush Stamkos back tonight uh, on a back-to-back -back situation. So I don't think we'll see him tonight. Uh, it probably will be Riddick, but it hasn't been confirmed. And look, this is one where it's not lock, stock, and barrel that Riddick starts tonight. Because Hellebuck's been on record. Put me in, coach, on back-to-back. -back. I'm cool with it. I'm good with yep. it. I like it. He even has said in the past. He's been quoted as saying that in interviews. And Rick Bonus has not been scared to put Hellebuck in. Uh, on a back-to-back. -back. So don't rule out that Connor Hellebuck may get the back-to-back -back start here tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets in this game. And, and I'm sure it'll be Vasilevsky for uh, Tampa Bay because we saw Elliott last night. So we still could see a Hellebuck-Vasilevsky matchup here in this game. But uh, I'm tempted by the Jets. I'm tempted by the draw. Uh, and we'll wait and see who's uh, going to be a net for specifically for the Jets. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Winnipeg, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I grabbed Jets plus 160. I actually grabbed it last night, and I grabbed that with the intention of, like you said, Hellebuck could easily go back again, uh, second of back-to-backs, and I thought that would be a, a tremendous price. We'd see, a, uh, I think, a massive swing, probably at least 20-cent move probably on Winnipeg if it is confirmed that Hellebuck's in net because this is a Tampa Bay team, of course, that's just out of sorts. Like I said, did not like that win last night. And you mentioned about the Stamkos injury, which was just uh, very awkward. We've seen – Two awkward leg injuries now in the last week. Karol Kaprizov, that was a very awkward one. And, and now uh, Steven Stamkos. As important as Stamkos is, let's also keep in mind, Stamkos, in my ratings, is right in that same realm of the Malkin-Latane-Crosby uh, trio. How many times have we talked about Steven Stamkos being out injured, missing significant, like, and significant time uh, over the years? So this is a Tampa Bay team that I think personnel-wise, can figure things out without 91 in the lineup, but the form that they're in right now, they do not need to lose him. Uh, that That's what I think is, is, is really critical, where even Adam Lowry lost, I think that's uh, obviously a big instant impact for the Jets. Stamkos is more of a, of a longer term if he's out longer term, but also just the fact that they can't figure things out and, and seem to just be completely out of sorts at the worst possible time. 
that's why I like the Jets here. And I think at a plus price, they're worth taking a shot on, even if it is Riddick and that, but especially if it is Hellebuck uh, with the second of back-to-backs. And, you know, these goalies, uh, you know, they don't say it, but I'm sure if we, we talk about the Crosby versus Ovechkin or the Ovechkin versus McDavid, if anything, I think these goalies get jazzed up to play one, each, one another. When we talk about the Shesterkin, the Vasilevsky, the Hellebuck, the Gibson, those top – Gibson's not as good as he once was, but I think those top-tier goalies, when they're regarded and they see – their counterpart across the ice, they know this is another top five, top 10 goalie. They get amped up and, and that becomes a, a more of a, of a player versus player battle. If you want to you know, throw that narrative in, but I, I like the Jets here at a plus price. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be on some kind of Jets or, and or draw or a little bit of both maybe uh, in this game. But I want to point out the Jets have been a thorn in Tampa Bay side over the years too. five and three for Winnipeg head to head against Tampa in the last eight meetings uh, between these two teams. Uh, and um, you look at actually the back-to-back res- records this year. Um, we talk about, we sometimes overblow it with Tampa fatigue, Tampa fatigue in terms of, you know, how many games they've played, all the runs to the Stanley Cup final. Sometimes we make too big of a deal of it, that maybe they're tired, maybe they're starting to wear down. But I want to throw out the back-to-back record for Tampa Bay this year as maybe a piece of evidence that maybe this team, the number of games they've played in the last three years is catching up to them. Because you know what the Lightning back-to-back games record is this year? Second of back-to-backs, Tampa Bay's three and nine this year. It's not a good record. Actually, Winnipeg is seven and three uh, on the second night of back-to-back games this year. So if you're betting, if you're just betting back-to-back t- tendencies this year, you're definitely on Winnipeg, especially at this price, uh, plus one sixty uh, here in this game tonight. So uh, again, we'll wait to see if Hellebuck's in, but definitely Alex and I are eyeing the Jets. Uh, in some form here, and I might sprinkle on the draw as well uh, in this one and what probably will be a competitive game. All right, good stuff. That's the first half of the Sunday card. 207 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate it very much. Uh, We will be back with the back half of this Sunday NHL card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the – well, there we go. Alex is back too now. We are both back now uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show and ready to roll along. we got four games left, four down, four to go. Vegas Golden Knights, St. Louis Blues. We've got Vegas minus 140 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Vegas, what a win last night. We've talked about this a few times now, but it, it goes without saying, an excellent performance. Uh, team's just been awesome on the road this year. Back-to-back for both teams once again here, which is going to be a theme here on this Sunday card. A lot of these teams, pretty much all of them, played last night as well. 
Uh, you had Vegas and Carolina. You had uh, St. Louis with a 5-2 win uh, over Columbus. So both of these teams uh, coming into this one feeling good after victories last night. St. Louis actually has the better back-to-back -back record. Uh, Vegas is only 1-4 on the second of back-to-back -back games, 6-4 and four for St. Louis. Uh, on the second night of back-to-back uh, -back games. Uh, we'll see uh, how this one goes. Keep in mind, there's a, obviously a ton of issues with goaltending right now for Vegas in terms of injuries. They are gutted. You know, Robin Leonard long ago went on IR. Uh, Logan Thompson, of course, several weeks ago on IR. They were down to Laurent Brossois and uh, Aiden Hill uh, for the longest time. Uh, they bring in Jonathan Quick, which is good timing because Laurent Brossois uh, went on IR uh, about a week, week and a half ago. And now Aiden Hill, uh, lower body injury now has missed the last couple of games against Tampa Bay and Carolina. And he, I believe, is still going to be out uh, for this game tonight against uh, St. Louis. So your options, if you're Bruce Cassidy, are playing older, you know, twilight of his career, although he was phenomenal last night. Jonathan Quick, you play him on a back-to-back. -back, or you go with uh, someone just summoned from Henderson uh, in the uh, AHL, Yuri Patera uh, here for the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. and. Bruce Cassidy, I, I remember seeing a video clip yesterday on Twitter of him talking about the goaltending. He seemed pretty sure of himself that it was going to be quick last night and it was going to be Patera here tonight. So I would expect Patera to get the, get the shot here uh, in this uh, game against the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, his numbers down there in the AHL, 12-14, and 2.66 goals against average, 9.16 uh, save percentage here for uh, Patera in this game. So... Uh, this is a tricky game. This is more of a, I want to wait to see how he looks, the young kid. Keep in mind, he's playing on a team that's got that potential to be, you know, very, very sturdy, sound in front of him, make his life easier. If there's one team that can help make your life easier as a young goalie making your first start, it's the Vegas blue line when you got Petrangelo and you have Martinez and you have White Cloud uh, and Theodore. And you've got a lot of good players on that back end that make your life easier uh, as a goaltender. So, you know, Yuri Patera is in a situation here where with that blue line, and they're pl playing so well right now uh, as well, the Golden Knights uh, with their defense in front of them, uh, that they might be able to still uh, help this kid along and help him forward and still allow maybe to get the win here in this game. I mean, I don't want to step in front of Vegas. I, I also don't think I'm going to lay minus 140, though, with them in this spot with the young kid in net, especially after a huge win last night. Is there a flat spot? I don't know. Maybe you're playing the Blues who are way out of it. Maybe they fall flat here. That is something that can happen. We saw it with the LA Kings uh, a little bit last night, but uh, I'm definitely passing on the side. Totals wise, this is a game where, you know, if Vegas has their way, it stays under because they can lock you down defensively. Look what they did last night. But St. Louis is not really an under team to me. Uh, you know, they've still got questions with their D, questions with their goaltending, and they can still put the puck in the net, St. Louis. They still have uh, offensive capabilities. So uh, this is going to be just a wait and see approach for me in this game. But uh, I would lean slightly, slightly to Vegas, but I'm probably not going to back him here, at least not pregame at minus 140 off a big win last night. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Vegas, St. Louis. Yeah, the great comedian Joey Diaz always said, if you're going to walk on thin ice, you might as well fucking dance. So I'm going with Vegas in regulation at even money, even if it's with Yuri Patera and that. Uh, this is a St. Louis fade, and it's been a continuous St. Louis fade. This is just a, a rough team in, in bad shape. And like you said, you know, uh, you can, you know, one of us could be a net for Vegas right now. And when they clamp down defensively, we probably have a, a decent outing between the pipes. So this is just the all Vegas side. I just think that momentum carries over from that nice win uh, last night. And, and like I said, you know, goaltender be damned. I think they could still put the screws to St. Louis on, on the road. So we're going Vegas regulation at even money.
All right. I like the uh, confidence. I mean, I really do. I mean, I'm, I'm not as confident. I'm worried about the spot. I, I don't like the fact that the back-to-back trends point to St. Louis, uh, who have had the better back-to-back record this year. And we don't know what, how this young kid's going to play. But I, there's certainly – I like, and I like that, it, that with you, Alex, you like Vegas, but you're taking the regulation. I think if you like Vegas, that's what you do. You know, yeah. minus 140 on the road in this kind of a dubious spot. You know, I don't love that price, but if you get it in regulation and all of a sudden you're turning it into a plus price here uh, with that uh, Vegas and regulation bet, you know, at least, you know, win or lose, you know, you're not going to have juice that you're going to have to eat, you know, if the Vegas Golden Knights fall short here. So, yeah, you can get plus 110 at Pinnacle right now with uh, Vegas and regulation. So, Alex, liking the Golden Knights here in 60 minutes. And this is a decent live game, too. I mean, if let's say Pateri goes out there and lays an egg early, we could start, you know, hammering St. Louis to score next goal, try to grab some live over. So there's ways to adjust, too, uh, with having this regulation side. So I'm not just, not just staying just per- perfectly flat on that. If Pateri does falter, we'll try to make some adjustments in the game with this one. Yeah. All right. We have an all-Canadian matchup here. And, oh, my gosh, in terms of importance – this game is hella important for both teams. I mean, this is a really good Sunday card. I mean, you look at it, Boston-Detroit, eh, you know, not the greatest game, but Penguins-Rangers is a good game. Carolina-New Jersey, good game. Winnipeg-Tampa Bay, a good game. And this next one's a very important game. Ottawa Senators, Calgary Flames, Calgary minus 190, uh, home favorites here, and the total uh, sitting at uh, six and a half across the board. Uh, really, uh, you know, I was wondering where this total was going to be because six and a half sure as hell ain't a Calgary Flames total right now. Uh, not the way they're playing and not the way they're not and not the way they're failing to score uh, goals right now. But six and a half does feel like it's where it should be for Ottawa because we know there's been a team trending over the total. Either they give up goals or they score a bunch. But usually you've been you've been getting one or two, if not both uh, from Ottawa lately. So this total is a little bit interesting here. Uh, you know, if, if you if you side with Ottawa, you probably side with the over. If you side with Calgary, you, you probably side with the under. You know, you got Calgary trending under, Calgary uh, Ottawa trending over. So definitely something's got to give here as far as this uh, total is concerned uh, in uh, this game here between the Sens and the Flames. Uh, Flames off that 3-1 loss to Anna. It feels like a spot for the Flames catching Ottawa on the back-to-back. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Ottawa can't be happy about that performance in Van City uh, last night wanting to play better and their back-to-back records quite good six and three for the Ottawa Senators uh, on the second of back-to-back games this season so I'm still you know what I'm going to do I'm going to take an I'm going to do an Ottawa slash draw here a little Ottawa little draw kind of like what I might do with Winnipeg Tampa Bay and what I might do with the Rangers and Pittsburgh as well with Rangers in the draw a little bit on both I think it's a competitive game Calgary doesn't run away from anybody right now especially with their struggles to score goals now, that goes without saying i think it's a pretty close game um we're gonna have to see who's in net by the way for the uh, ottawa senators because they pulled mad sogard last night uh, in the loss against vancouver uh cam talbot's still out anton forsberg is still on ir i would assume we're gonna have the italian stallion uh, here in net tonight kevin mandelazy uh, here for the uh, ottawa senators now he actually came into the game last night in uh, replacing Sogard, but I think all along the plan from DJ Smith was Sogard last night at Mandalazy on the back-to-back tonight. So I think it'll be Mandalazy. He deserves a shot. Sogard has been rough here in a couple of these last starts here. Chicago, he had a tough night. Last night, he had a tough night. Uh, I think it's Mandalazy time. Mandalazy, I remember he played that early afternoon, Monday afternoon game a little recently against Boston. I thought he played pretty well. Kept the Senators in the game 
Uh, I think it's Mandalazy time if I'm DJ Smith tonight. Uh, and uh, so I'm leaning to Ottawa a little bit at plus 160. And I think the draw is live here. I really do. Uh, Ottawa uh, and Calgary, I believe, went to overtime when they played earlier this season in the nation's capital. Yes, indeed. February 13th, 4-3 Ottawa uh, in overtime. That's when they made that crazy comeback. Uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. So uh, we know Calgary plays a lot of nip and tuck li- hockey lately, close games, hard to gain separation, hard to gain a margin uh, in their games, regardless of whether it's Calgary or the opponent trying to gain that margin. So uh, definitely I think the draw here is uh, live. So I'm going to do a little spring, a uh, little split bet here, a little on Ottawa, plus 160, a little bit on the draw uh, as well. And that is as high as plus 362 with the draw at Pinnacle, so a really nice price with that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sends Flames. Yeah, this is definitely a draw worth taking a, a stab. It's not my favorite one on the on the board tonight, but definitely one I would, I would look at. And like I said, with uh, Mandalazy, if he does go in net, this is a uh, guy that they're really high on. Like I said Ottawa, they, you know, they're they're fond of their big goaltenders. They've been, uh, you know, kind of scouting the larger, wider guys in net for quite some time now, and that that's kind of just the. the it's like, you know, Nashville always going to Finland to get all their goaltending, basically. That's kind of the side of his MO. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. And, like, so Calgary, just you always worry about Calgary early in games, too, right? Like, uh, you know, even if it's not uh, Markstrom, it could be Vladar, but you just worry about this team, you know, being focused in the first five, ten minutes. And so that makes it hard to even look for some live betting opportunities, honestly, with Calgary. Calgary's been a team that I, I, I feel like – as far as teams, especially when we think about the prior bet cast and just live betting in the second half of the season, I've probably taken less shots with games involving Calgary uh, in game than, than other teams. So let's, I'll probably just sprinkle something on the draw and have a little bit of that in pocket, but not looking at anything side or total wise here. Perlo, it feels yeah, Perlo, it feels like a really bad spot for Ottawa, but they're, 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 the back-to-back record kind of eased me off the, that those concerns a little bit. Uh, they did and and bad spot. I, Bad spot, yeah, in terms of, yeah, they were in Vancouver last night, daylight savings time. And that's another thing to factor in with these back-to-backs for the teams traveling. Daylight savings time, the clock gets pushed up one hour. Uh, that doesn't make things any easier. I get that for sure. Lose an hour and you're moving, you know, west to east a little uh, by one time zone here. So that's not good at all for Ottawa. But then you look at the back-to-back record, they're 6-3 and three, uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. And I think you get a great effort from them. They can't piss away points right now. They need every point they can get. They can't come into this game thinking they, you got to put the spot aside and find a way to push yourself forward and prepare yourself to play tonight as a professional and a team that's desperate for points right now, uh, the Ottawa Senators. So, and again, do we trust Calgary to pull away and ever win easily right now with their lack of offensive punch? Uh, we do know it's going to be Markstrom in net for Calgary. Jacob Markstrom has been confirmed uh, in net for them. Uh, and again, we, I expect it to be uh, Mandelazy in that. The one thing I would do is whoever's in net for Ottawa, I assume Kevin Mandelazy will be the goalie, bet over saves. How many times have we talked about this with uh, Calgary? They shoot the puck a ton. It just it doesn't go in half the time. That's the issue. They shoot the puck a ton, but it doesn't go in half the time. So I think definitely a situation where you could bet the uh, goalie prop over on saves for Mandelazy tonight. Uh, I think that's definitely a, a good little goalie save prop that is worthy of consideration here uh, in this uh, matchup tonight, uh, because that's the one thing you get from the uh, Senators, or sorry, from the uh, Calgary Flames, is even when the puck doesn't go in, they fire a shit ton of rubber uh, on the opposing goalie, and that's been uh, the theme for them all year, setting that NHL record, losing 19 games this year, an NHL single season record, 19 losses for the Calgary Flames when they outshoot the opponent by at least 10 shots on goal. 
That's some kind of stat right there. 19 times you've lost when out shooting the opposing team at least 10 times by, by 10 shots in games this year. Really, really something uh, that they have had. Yeah, Ottawa first half. Yeah, that's not bad either, Perlo, just to uh, maybe look at uh, Ottawa split uh, if you don't trust them to hang around for the full game uh, because of the back to back. Uh, you could go that route, but uh, no way am I going to endorse Calgary minus 190. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Nashville and, oh, by the way, shots on goal type of game. Stutzla for Ottawa. I wouldn't argue with that. Jacob Chikrin's been flying over two and a half shots on goal lately. I think you keep betting him, I think, over shots on goal for the uh, Senators. Toffoli, Backland, you know, um, Coleman, the same three we've been talking about repeatedly for Calgary are the three I would specifically go with for shots on goal for them, especially to Foley and Backland. I mean, even with the adjustment up to three and a half uh, on their shots on goal prop, uh, you know, you've got uh, these two guys are still finding their way most games to four or more shots on goal. So uh, definitely going to go back to the well with all reliable there, especially Backland and to Foley uh, for Calgary. All right, Nashville, Anaheim. We've got Nashville minus 165 road favorites, six the total here in this game. Uh, Nashville back to back, uh, for them, obviously after a, a nice shootout win last night against the uh, LA Kings, uh, maybe caught the uh, Kings in a little bit of a flat spot, but give them credit. They won uh, and performed well. Anaheim was one of just two NHL teams last night or that did not play. Uh, they played on uh, Friday, uh, against the uh, Calgary flames uh, and they ended up getting the uh, three to one win uh, in that game. So, uh, they are they have the rest advantage. They're only one of two teams, Anaheim, that didn't play yesterday. So they have that going for them uh, in this uh, game tonight. Nashville has owned Anaheim. They've won five straight head-to-head -head meetings, uh, including both previous games earlier this year, 2-1 in Nashville, 6-1 uh, here in uh, Anaheim. Anaheim, though, continues to play at least relatively competitive hockey. Uh, you look at these last uh, few games. Since uh, February 23rd, they're 5-3 they're and three in their last eight games. The losses were an overtime loss to Washington, an overtime loss to Vancouver. And of course, they also had the 5-2 loss against Seattle. And that game was, they were hanging around for uh, a, a good portion of that game. So, you know, you've got this situation here where uh, Anaheim's been competitive. And uh, I'm, I'm tempted, to me, this is just two teams where, yeah, I don't know if there's enough of a compelling reason to say on a back-to-back, -back, let's lay minus 165 on the road with the uh, Nashville Predators. I'm just not sure uh, I'm really trusting of this team to do that. Uh, their back-to-back -back record this year is not bad. It's 4-4, four and four, uh, which isn't terrible. Uh, but, you know, laying minus 165 on the road here is not something I'm looking to do. It would probably be uh, an Anaheim or pass type of spot for me. I might end up passing, but uh, I think the Ducks, with just the way they've played a little bit better lately, look, let's be honest, uh, they've gotten uh, some better offensive contributions from some players down the lineup. Silverberg's chipped in, chipped in lately. Maxime Comtois got a goal the other night. Uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, uh, Troy Terry, uh, he has been pretty good. He got a goal against uh, Vancouver. Trevor Zegras, you know, uh, as of late, I think he's uh, picked up his offensive production a little bit of late, big time, in fact. He's gone five points in the last five games for the Ducks, two goals during that span. So the Zegras point prop actually might be my favorite bet on this game rather than either side. Uh, Zegras with five points for uh, the uh, Ducks in the last six games, and he's only minus 140 or so to get a point tonight. So, Eileen Ducks, and I like that Zegers point prop more than anything here. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Predators, Ducks. Yeah, it's a pass for me. If I had to play something here, it would be Anaheim because I could just feel what this was classic Nashville to have that, you know, tight, uh, you know, win, 
last night and then the next night lay an egg against the team they should really beat uh, in the Ducks. But the Ducks are our team to back right now as well. And so it's, it has a feel of it could be Anaheim 4-1. It could be Nashville 3-1, 4-1. I just don't have a good feeling on it, so fast. All right, pass for Alex on this one. Final game now of this Sunday card, Minnesota Wild, Arizona Coyotes. Minnesota minus 200 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Minnesota back-to-back for them. Uh, obviously, great win for them last night against the uh, San Jose Sharks. No Kaprizov, no problem. I like to see that, right? Step up in the first game without your star player. They did that uh, in the uh, 5-2 victory last night. Fleury was, again, very solid. This is very promising for uh, Minnesota that Marc-Andre Fleury has really played well now uh, in, a, in a few of his recent starts. He's played much better. Uh, this is good news. You want two goalies you can count on, and they've got that right now with Gustafson and with Fleury, uh, both of them playing quite well right now for the Wild. Uh, Arizona off a tough, tough overtime loss against uh, Colorado yesterday, 3-2. to two. They did get heavily outshot, though, 44 saves or 44 shots faced. It was an admirable effort in net from uh, Connor Ingram. 41 saves on 44 shots uh, in that matchup against the uh, uh, against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So he played as well as you could ask for. Uh, probably back to Vimelka, I would assume, tonight uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, although that hasn't been confirmed. Philip Gustafson, which you would expect on the back-to-back, will start here after Fleury got the uh, nod last night uh, against San Jose. Uh, I'm just going to stick with what what's working here. Ex- with uh, no Kaprizov. You've got to look at other shooters. And look, who gives up a shit ton of shots? The Arizona Coyotes do. We talk about this all the time. They give up 30 shots, 40 shots in most games. This is a good game, Alex, for Minnesota shots on goal props. A very good game. I like Boldy over shots on goal. Eric Sinek over shots on goal. Ryan Hartman uh, over shots on goal. And these are three guys that all went over their shots on goal prop last night against San Jose. How do I know that? Because I bet them all. Uh, and uh, ended up with winning tickets at the end of the night. Eric Sinek over shots on goal, two and a half. You got to lay some juice, but it's worth laying. Uh, over two and a half, only minus 125 for Ryan Hartman uh, over shots on goal. And Matt Boldy, you know, I think he's got to pick up the slack offensively with no Kaprizov. Uh, over three and a half at a plus price uh, on his shots on goal prop. And definitely whatever goalie is in net for Arizona. We mentioned yesterday on the show, Connor Ingram over saves was a good bet uh, against Colorado. And that cashed with plenty of room to spare. Karel Vamelka, who is likely going to start for Arizona tonight, probably a good prop bet again, over saves prop. Once again for Vamelka here tonight, because he's likely going to face a ton of rubber. Again, we talk about this Arizona blue line. They're getting bailed out by their goalies big time uh, right now. Because you look at the uh, makeup of the Arizona blue line, and as I've said to you many times on this show, uh, Alex, Patrick Nemeth, Yanis Moser, Yusuf Valamaki, Josh Brown, Connor Mackey, Victor Soderstrom is not a sixth on the that's NHL caliber right now uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. It's not. And, and that's why they're giving up so many shots. So Minnesota shots on goal props. That's really what I like more than anything here uh, in this game. It is kind of a tricky spot. Minnesota should win, but it's back to back where they are five and four on the season. Uh, Arizona, by the way, they're on back to back, of course, as well. They're just two and six uh, on a back to back this season. Minnesota should get the job done. Maybe you take them in regulation here. Uh, you know what? I honestly am tempted by the over here. And even though Minnesota has been a very, very strong under team and they've committed to playing this really tight checking defensive minded hockey, 
it's suddenly gone over now two straight games with these five and a half. They've dropped it to five and a half now, four straight games for Minnesota. The first two against Calgary stayed under, but hold on now. Calgary's you know playing under Palooza hockey themselves right now. Not a surprise that Minnesota-Calgary stayed under back-to-back games. But the two games at five and a half totals for Minnesota games since then, the Winnipeg game and the San Jose game, both went over the total. Uh, Arizona-Minnesota, especially here in the desert, you know, we've seen some higher scoring games between these two teams historically here in Arizona more often than not. So I'm tempted with this total being at the five and a half minus 110 at bet online right now, just even money to look over the total here with the wild and the coyotes. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Minnesota, Arizona? Yeah, I, I lean with that over as well. and might even try to grab a four and a half in game because they see the wild now are, are they're playing these sneaky overs. Like that game last night did not have the feel of an over at all. Uh, with San Jose, but they were just able to kind of creep over. Like that, they're getting their offense rolling now. You know, twelve game point streak is impressive, and that was certainly probably the most impressive win uh, of that bunch of games, honestly, uh, for the Wild. But like I said, can they string it together uh, against another bottom feeder club on the road? Uh, it's just, it's just tough. I, you know, even a Wild team total kind of freaks me out. I like the full game over more because I think Arizona's live to get at least a goal or two. Uh, you know, it's a wild team that, you know, with Gustafson, at, as well as he's played, you just start to wonder when the minutes continue to pile up with him in net, you know, will he be a, a, you know, a bit shaky, kind of regress to that earlier form we saw with him and form we've seen with him with other teams. He's he's the young goaltender. I think he's had a great season, and I think he's projecting and, and progressing very well from a career standpoint. But that doesn't mean he's not going to susceptible to give up a couple of soft goals in this one. So like the over. Five and a half, that's a great number. Uh, I might play it small at five and a half and then try to even grab some four and a half in game because we'll just have the ability to do that. I don't think we're going to get goals here early in this contest. So although we said that Wild scored, what, two minutes into the, into the game yesterday. So it's just so hard to read this Wild team right now. They're winning, and they're winning ugly, uh, to use an old phrase. So don't even want anything to do with the side. And I could easily see this one going in OT. If, if they do start off slow and Arizona comes out to a lead, the lock could easily bring, come back and force this one to extras like they've always been doing, uh, it seems like, the, often on the last few weeks. So let's go over five and a half, maybe look for some over in game, and uh, probably maybe just put a little bit of sprinkle on the draw here as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's definitely – it's good to uh, diversify your portfolio. You're And I'm, you're going to see this a lot for me d- down the stretch of the regular season, and we've seen it now for me and with my bets and my betting style the last week or two, splitting between the sides you think win- could win the game and the draw. You know, I think that's always – like I'm doing that with the Rangers today, Rangers and draw, Jets and draw maybe against Tampa. Uh, what else? Uh, Senators and draw uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Calgary. You know, there's a bunch of games on this card I'm doing that with where I'm putting a, a, a little bit, a half on the team to win, half on the draw. And optimally, what am I looking for? I'd love it to see Rangers in overtime or a shootout, Jets in overtime or a shootout, Senators in overtime or a shootout. And then you could really turn a tidy profit if that, that comes to fruition. And to clarify, you were looking for both of those split, not the double chance, because that's right. The double chance robbed you of a, what it's like a minimum of at least seventy cents of value compared yes. to when you split those two. So yeah, so yeah. so two split bets, not one with the double chance. It, it's almost the same theory of regulation draw over yes no overtime kind of. Correct. It's Rangers money line and draw, Jets right. money line and draw. and draw, Senators money line and draw. Yeah. 
It's two separate bets, exactly. And uh, like I say, if we hit the overtime and if the team we bet wins in overtime or a shootout in two of those three games, if not all three, wow, we're rolling. We're in good shape. That is for sure. And, and check your books because I think I think some books will allow you to run those together in the same game parlay if you so choose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So they, a lot of books will. So that is a good uh, thought. Definitely to uh, check that out, see if they will uh, allow that. All right, great stuff. That is the uh, Sunday card. A great Sunday card. Really good, actually. There's a lot of good and important NHL hockey games on the menu, on the docket uh, on this Sunday. 229 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button and a shout out as well to our uh, podcast uh, listeners. Uh, and a reminder too, uh, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, daily ice guys show betting card, bonus content. Uh, we got more of that coming as well uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, and again, if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. And show uh, thanks for uh, the two of us uh, bringing you this great NHL betting analysis seven days a week, all season long. Sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Also, this is the last day. It's been nine days. This is the last day. If you go to iceguys.myspreadshop.com, you can save and get 20% off anything in the store. I saw some people in the chat the other day say they wanted to get some hoodies. Now's the time to do it. Do not delay. As soon as we finish this show, you should go over to iceguys.myspreadshop.com, check out what you want, buy it now, and save 20% off on anything in the store. It expires at midnight, so do not miss out. iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There you go. And there it again is the live bet cast as well. This Tuesday, March 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern, live betting and commentary with me, with Alex, with our guests, uh, our viewers and listeners that join us on the bet cast. Lots of fun. Hopefully lots of profits as well uh, with our live bets. Drinking encouraged as always. Uh, DM, it's a pub and bar atmosphere. That's what makes the bet cast so fun. Uh, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano 350 at gmail.com. If you wish to join us on the bet cast on Tuesday night, and we will send you the link for it uh, before it begins. All right. Best bets to wrap up the Sunday show in just a moment, right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. 
and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here and ready to wrap it up just in time, of course, for the first game that's just about to start on TNT Bruins and uh, Red Wings. So great timing uh, to get on out of here, but not before we get to best bets. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going uh, even money in regulation against the St. Louis Blues. It's uh, a Blues team that's just uh, absolutely awful. But this is a, uh, a Knights team that is definitely getting things rocking and rolling right now. They will have Yuri Patera in that, but I'm not too worried about that. I think the, the blue liners in front of him will uh, give him more than ample chances to make some saves, and that offense should carry the way. So let's go with the Vegas Golden Knights in regulation and even money. That is my best bet for this Sunday. There we go. Vegas in regulation, plus 110 for Alex against St. Louis for his uh, best bet on this uh, Sunday uh, NHL card. My best bet for this uh, card I like good teams when they're off a game that's not going to sit well with them, and I think you get that tonight from the Carolina Hurricanes against New Jersey. Carolina minus 110 uh, against New Jersey. They've won seven of their last eight road games. They're going to have their young stud in net, Pyotr Kochetkov, fresh off a shutout in his first start back in the NHL the other night against Philly. Now, Philly's not New Jersey, obviously. This will be a taller order, tougher challenge, but I think Carolina digs in, plays a lot better, and wipes the uh, bad taste out of their mouth from that 4 nothing shutout loss at home to Vegas last night. Carol and a great price, my, even money here. Carolina, minus 110 against New Jersey uh, for my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. Enjoy the uh, selection show if you're a college basketball fan as well yeah. tonight as we get the NCAA tournament field uh, announced. Uh, that's coming up. Looking forward to that as well. Have a great Sunday, and we will be back with you tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.